You are listening to Words from the Servants, a podcast produced by the Servants of the Word, an international ecumenical brotherhood of men living symbol for the Lord. You can download this podcast from our website or access it on iTunes or any other podcasting apps. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 10. But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, us up with him, and made us sit with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, It is a gift of God, not because of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. This begins with a contrastive term, but. And the contrast is what uh, we find in verse 1 of the same chapter. Uh, Chapter 2 begins, You were dead in your trespasses and sins. And then in verse 4, it picks up on that and says, But God, who is rich in mercy out of the great love with which he loved us, etc. This tells us that God is rich in mercy and loved us with a great love. In the Septuagint, about 85% of the time, the word The Hebrew word hesed, which refers to covenant love, is translated by the Greek word that shows up here in the translation as mercy. In other words, mercy here probably corresponds to this Hebrew word hesed, or covenant love, often translated steadfast love. So this tells us that the Lord is rich in mercy and In his rich mercy and out of love, he loved us. Thomas Aquinas says, When a man's love is caused from the goodness of the one he loves, then that man who loves does so not out of mercy, but out of justice, inasmuch as it is just that he loves a person. When, however, love causes the goodness in the beloved, then it is a love springing from mercy, The love with which God loves us produces goodness in us. Hence, mercy here in Ephesians 2.4 is presented as the root of divine love. In the New Testament, God's merciful love is shown toward those who are suffering fortune and especially sin. This mercy is rich. Thomas Aquinas, in an insightful commentary, goes on to mention three characteristics of this rich mercy. First, it's not limited in what it can give, since God's own possessions are not limited. Second, it's said to be rich because he's not limited in whom or in how he can forgive, because we cannot harm him or or enrich him. Job chapter 35 says... If you have sinned, 
What do you accomplish against God? And if your transgressions are multiplied, what do you do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give him? Or what does he receive from your hand? So God loves us out of mercy because we can neither give to him what he would need apart from us, nor can we deprive him of anything. Therefore, his love is strictly merciful. It comes from a position of superiority. Third, God is rich in mercy because there's no higher authority than him. He need not attend to any law outside himself in deciding to forgive. In the courts of justice of the countries from which we come, a judge is limited in the mercy that he can dispense by a law to which he himself is subject. But God himself can write off punishment because he's not subject to a higher law than his own character. And this passage then tells us that out of the great love with which he loved us, he made us alive together with Christ. He gave us new life. This is a very literal translation that we find in the Revised Standard Version. He made us alive together with him. This seems to be a term that Paul created, actually. We don't find it anywhere else in ancient Greek literature. It shows up here in Ephesians 2 and again in Colossians 2.13. And it means that God brought life to us along with Christ. Paul tells us that we died with Christ and now we're raised with him to a new life in Romans chapter 6. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, so that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. So you also must consider yourselves dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. The new life we receive is spiritual, and it's alive in us as we await the putting on of the immortal body. In the age to come, we will be made fully and completely alive, not only spiritually, but physically, no more to die or even be able to die again. In the meantime, we've been raised with Christ so that we have the capacity to live a new life, this life that Paul describes as being dead to sin, but alive to righteousness. And thus here, because we didn't save ourselves, Paul reminds us very sharply that we've been saved by grace that's received through faith. Because God is gracious and we've put our trust in him, we receive new life. It's not our own doing. And it, even our faith is not given by God on the merit of our preceding actions. And so it says... Paul says, be very clear, this is not because of your works. Jerome, writing in the 4th century, said, Paul says not because of works, in case the secret thought should steal upon us that if we are not saved by our own works, then at least we are saved by our own faith. And so in another way, our salvation is of ourselves. 
Thus he adds to this statement that faith, too, is not our own will, but in God's gift. Not that he means to take away free choice from humanity, but that even this very freedom of choice has God as its author, and all things are to be referred to his generosity in that he has even allowed us to will the good. And that's what Paul brings out at the end of this passage, that God has created us, in fact, for good works so that we might live in them. He's created us with the capacity to live this new life that we receive in Christ so that we might glorify him. He's prepared these good works for us so that we ourselves might come by grace to perform them to the glory of God so that we might, as he says in Ephesians chapter 1, live to the praise of his glory. This podcast was produced by the Sermons of the Word, a brotherhood of celibate men that is part of the Soul of the Spirit, an international ecumenical network of covenant communities. For similar and other content, visit us on servantsoftheword.org. If you liked what you listened to, please leave us a review on iTunes.